Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Did you get a good night's sleep last night? Or did you lay in bed thinking about all the things you had to do this morning? Well, I think we have a solution, because clearly part of the ability to go to sleep is really letting go of all that stuff. And my guest today is Elizabeth Lewis, and she helps high performers master their mindset to reach professional, personal, and financial success. She's a neuropsychology expert and go-to mindset mentor for corporate powerhouses and innovative driven entrepreneurs across the globe. She spent the last seven years studying and working with high performers to help them make the impossible possible and maybe get a good night's sleep. So, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and most definitely get a good night's sleep. It's amazing what fear can do to a person and their sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, when we first started talking about the show and I read your suggestion that we talk about planning the night before, I was like, okay, I'm there. Yes. When you talk to people about doing that, what's the first thing you tell them to do or why you tell them to do that? That's a great question because a lot of times people look at me like, wait, what? I thought I'd do it in the morning. And I mean, yeah, you can do it in the morning, but here's the benefit of doing it at night. So we think in two different ways, we could say. We have sensory-based thinking and we have language-based thinking. Language-based thinking is what I'm doing right now when we communicate. Sensory-based thinking, an example of that is if you drive and you see a red light, you slam on brakes, or like it's turning to be red, right? You slam on brakes. You don't go, oh, maybe I should slow down and press, right? We don't have this conversation. We kind of react. And your sensory-based thinking is more linked to your unconscious thinking. So it's four times faster than your language-based thinking. It never turns off, never turns off. That's why like when we were younger, they told us to like study before bed. Or if you've ever gone to sleep and you're like, I'm not sure how to deal with this thing. And you wake up, and you're like, I have the answer. So that's what you're doing. It You're getting it into that unconscious brain. So you wake up the next morning knowing exactly what you need to do and where you need to go. And that immediately can put you in flow. Wow. Just thinking about the problems before bed, but putting them out there in some sort of organized, not laying in bed, letting them swirl around and keep me awake. Right, right. If you if that happens, the best thing you can do is wake up and just and capture all of those thoughts on paper. Because typically, when you're when you're not able to sleep at night, you're 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 struggling with the fear of the unknown, and that's that's not a pleasant place to be. I've been there; it's not. And so I tell my clients, especially my high performers, before you leave the office the day before, like before you go home, before you do the last thing you need to do is figure out three to five things that you need to do tomorrow. Three to five. Wow. That's not a lot. Because here's the cool thing. Once you get that motivation going, because a lot of people waste about 30 minutes every day trying to figure out what do I need to do today? Mm-hmm. And then you've got to work to build that momentum throughout the rest of the, the time versus when you come into your office, you know exactly what you need to do. You don't even have to look at the list because it's already in your brain. You just start to move at a faster level and we can make more money, but we can never make more time. So I like to optimize my life and be as efficient as possible. And that's what a lot of high performers are. And so if you can learn these neuroscience tricks, it can really set you ahead. So if you are like, you know, like freaking out at night, then just get up and write everything down and just figure out something that you could do tomorrow that can maybe put, put yourself at ease. Like where do you have control? Awesome. Are there other good reasons for planning at night? 
I mean, it really just comes down to waking up and knowing exactly where you need to go and what you need to do. So, I mean, your focus is going to be better. Your energy is going to be is going to be better. Sometimes you can kind of mentally, I don't know about you, but I sometimes have to like mentally prepare for some of the challenging things I have to do. So then you kind of set yourself up for success. Everything about a high performer is how do I set myself up for success so I can be the most efficient at whatever I'm going to do. Okay. So I've handled my night before and that was what we decided we were going to talk about. But my guess is because you've studied this, that there are other tricks throughout the day that I can use and lean on to make me more productive. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. And I think this world is pushing us more towards this one, which is learning how to be adaptable, learning how to give yourself grace, learning how to say, you know what? I made the best decision with the variables I had. Because how many times have you planned your life, planned your day, planned your week, planned your hour? I mean, maybe even 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden like, a left turn happened and you just got a lot more information than you did 30 minutes, four hours, five days ago. Mm -hmm. And so the more you can learn how to a trust yourself, learn how to always be in agreement with yourself. Cause it's hard to move forward. If you're in, if you're in conflict with yourself and learn how to just seize the moment and that you're going to evolve and that you're going to figure things out, the better you can be. Sometimes we like have the death grip on our, on our, um, on our plans, on our schedules, learn how to hold them loosely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we make life so serious in areas where it's not serious and we like don't care about the moments of life that are actually truly worth living. That's such good advice and equally good if you're an executive in a large organization or if you're running your own business. This idea that stuff is going to happen and learn how to adapt, but at the same time, not give up your long-term goal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to tell people business is a lot like building a house or construction. It's never going to be on time. It's never going to be on schedule. Have the have the have the range. I'm not saying like get rid of all deadlines, but hold them loosely because again, as you move forward with a lot of projects, we go, oh, I didn't think about that detail, or wow, that was a lot bigger than I realized. Mm -hmm. And so it's better to smart to, to we talk about this a lot. Set smaller goals because that's going to keep you motivated to move forward. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? I hate that saying, but how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because when we take long car trips, I don't really love long car trips, but I love the mile markers. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to look for mile marker 25, or I'm going to look for mile marker 50. I love that. That's really what you're describing is when you say those smaller goals, it's, it's look for the mile markers and celebrate passing that one. And don't worry that it's still... 1500 miles to wherever you're trying to get to. Yes, yes. Part of, of, of growth, part of life is learning how to enjoy the journey, mm -hmm. which for high performers is very, very difficult. Or anyone who is impatient, very difficult. It's very difficult. And I, I love that you just said that. How can you find checkpoints? I think about like Mario from Mario Kart because I, I grew up in that period of like, woohoo, checkpoint or whatever he says. I can't do a more Mario voice. But yeah, celebrate those small wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish we did a better job of like celebrating the moments that we got to that we'd wanted to get to for the last four months. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what other, let's call it, well, you use this term a lot, thinking traps, but what other thinking traps do you think we fall into that we need to learn how to avoid? Well, I think it, it goes a little bit bigger than that in the sense of at some point you have to learn the way you think 
and you have to kind of get ahead of it. I mean, we have, gosh, off the top of my head, let's see if I can do this. I think we have uh, 95% of our thoughts are the same every single day. 90 freaking 5% of our thoughts are the same every single day. 80% of them are negative. That's just on average. And as a therapist, I don't know, I have some clients and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're at like 98% for negativity <laughs> for thoughts. Um, it's because you just hear what's going on. And so they're habitual ways of thinking. I mean, we do get programmed in our thoughts. So if you can get ahead of it, then you 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 know it's gonna be there. It's like it's like it's so it's funny to me how we're so accepting of like limitations like dyslexia or uh, physical limitations, but we don't know our cognitive limitations. Mm. And I don't mean that to be limiting beliefs. I mean, in the sense of what is your tendency to fall into? Because you need to get ahead of it. You need to accept that and you need to move forward. For instance, I'm someone who sometimes likes to project failure into the future because that's just what my childhood kind of taught me. Mm -hmm. And now I know when I go and I face that fear, I'm like, okay, I know my first thought is I'm going to fail. I'm going to suck. I'm going to do this wrong. I know that. So when that thought comes, I'm not freaked out by it. I'm just like, oh, hey, buddy, there you are. I was wondering when you were going to show up, right? I mean, it's, it's really learning how to have a conversation with yourself so you can trust yourself because nobody knows if what you're after is really what you should be doing. There's so many things about life that only you can answer. Nobody else can answer it for you. Awesome. We just scratched the surface. So I really am going to encourage everyone to go to elizabethlewis.com and learn more about what Elizabeth does and check out her thinking trap quiz to maybe learn a little bit about your own thinking trap, but really from the perspective of going to bed at night, getting organized, planning your day, and then giving yourself some grace when things change great advice for my audience. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And you're just such a delight to chat with. Really grateful for this. <laughs> well, this was fun. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.